Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Let's say we're not that kind of church, man. Um, anyway, man, I love you guys. Who's excited to be in God's house today? This can be good. If you're new with us, thanks for being here. I'm excited for what guys are doing this series. Uh, this is something I'm looking forward to. I think all of us need little relationship uh, goals in our lives. And uh, who knows relationships are complicated in 2020? Just a little complicated. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to dive in. There's a, there's a verse. I get, is that Christy? Say amen over there. She's married to Barry over here, by the way. So... <laughs> This, this is for you guys. I'm dedicating this. This is for Barry and Christy this morning. I'm going to set the tone for this message. I'm going to dive into Genesis uh, chapter 2. And this is the first story in the Bible, a story of creation. And I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning of relationships. I want you to check this out. Uh, it says this, Genesis 2.18. It says, The Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I'll make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of his ribs, the man's ribs, closed up the opening. The Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to man. And it says, at last, the man exclaimed. Somebody say, at last. At last. I mean, this is where the woman comes on the scene. I mean, Adam has been sitting there going, I'm naming all these animals. Man, the giraffe is cool. Elephant's cool. Porcupine. That's a little weird. But, man, there's a woman now. At last, God, thank you, Jesus, for a woman. All lady said, no, I I know the guy said amen, didn't they? It's going to change everything right here. Adam says, this is bone for my bone and flesh for my flesh. She'll be called woman because she's taken from man. And this explains why man leaves his father and mother. is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Obviously, we're going to talk about relationships and how they're complicated. And it's even more complicated than it's ever been. Uh, because you don't just compare yourself to everybody just around your life or who you work with or your neighbors. You compare yourself to the whole world. Uh, you can scroll through social media, all your friends, uh, everybody that is uh, popular in the world, all the idols, everything. And you can see their perfect pictures uh, posted. And there's a hashtag called Relationship Goals. If you've maybe used it or seen it, it's used like 15 million times just on Instagram. And so when you see a picture, you're like, man, that's what I want. Like, I want that in my life. There's a moment I got to have that. I mean, if I had that, we kind of idolize these pictures or it's like, that's amazing. And so I searched through um, uh, on the internet and found some uh, ones that are posted that had this hashtag. So check this out. This is the first picture. Um, I'll show you some of these. I don't know if we got one here somewhere. All right. I love this one. Uh, this, is, this is like the perfect relationship goal picture. And it? it's February in Kansas City. This is what you want, isn't it? Right here. I mean, this is amazing. You think about it. It's like the perfect lighting. I mean, they got the, per- the perfect sunset. There's nobody around. I mean, that guy was so excited to get in the water. He didn't take his shirt off, you know. I mean, he's just really pumped. And her hair and makeup is perfect. And it just so happened that somebody was in the water with them taking this picture, like, around the edge of the beach. Isn't that crazy? Like, who would have thought that? I mean, it's absolutely insane. But we see this. We're like, dude, that is relationship goal. I'm thinking to myself, like, right now. It's cold outside. I'm ready for that. You know what I'm talking about. Let's get some relationship. That, this made sense to me. Now, this next one, this is, this is my favorite. It just, it's just interesting, you know. I mean, look at this. Like, why? I, I don't even understand this. I mean, this is somebody's relationship goal. I'm like, I've never in my million years driven my minivan and said, man, those leaves look amazing. Let's pull up. All right, let's, pack, let's, let's pop the hats, okay? I'm going to get out my, my, uh, my earth tone blanket, okay, before my picnic and say, babe, let's stare deep into each other's eyes and get this picture. Hand that phone off to somebody or that really nice camera. Let's get this. Per- this must be a car. Somebody's selling this car. That's all I can think about. But you know what I'm saying? This is, but this is somebody's real goal. And so I want to put up uh, Dianai's kind of best, uh, like, Google ad picture. Can we do that today? You guys want to see, like, what this looks like? All right, here it is. Yeah, baby. That's right. You can laugh it up. It's cool. Uh, you're like, I see Diane, but who's that skinny dude behind her? Um, <laughs> Diane said, that's my first husband. 
and only. Okay, but you had to add it in. First and only husband. You know, nothing, nothing says romance like, uh, in a, like laying in a fire pit, you know. I mean, it's like, mm, baby, you know. Like, this is at Ha Tonka State Park. You know what I'm talking about. And uh, they, we went down there last year, and they, they had actually uh, roped off the entire thing. They actually fenced it in so you can't get in there because people like me. So if you want to have that moment, uh, just sorry, you can't have that moment anymore because me and Diane ruined it for you. Um, but nothing says, nothing says romantic like sitting in front of a burned-down building, you know. I mean, that's, that's what it is. You know, you know what I'm talking about. So this, this is our fifth uh, wedding uh, anniversary. We went out and uh, had trash to dress pictures, and uh, I was all over it, but it was, it was fun. But th- this is our googly eyes. This is how we roll. And if you were looking at us and say, man, I want, I want that in my life. Like, I want what Pastor and Diane have. Like, man, that's the relationship i got to have in my life. I'm just going to be honest with you this morning and tell you what this looks like. Uh, I'll tell you some good and some bad. What, what did you say? My wristband. She's pointing at my wristband. All right. Not, this is all for Jesus, okay? Because this wristband says, go global. All right, this is about missions. I'm going to bring this into our relationship. We're on mission together. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing. This is what I do every day. I don't even work, you know, one day a week. Me and Diane, we walk around just get pictures all the time, and we make these posts, and that's how we roll. But I mean, if you want to be like us, I'm going to tell you what our relationship is like, and the good, the bad, and maybe the ugly. We'll see. Um, but, man, I believe God ordained our relationship. God brought us together. And long before that we got married or even uh, were, were engaged, uh, our lives were staring on Jesus. Um, we, we were madly in love with God. We were actually called into ministry at the same moment in time. They had no idea uh, for years and years and years. But God had called us uh, to a path to serve people and make his name famous across the world. And so uh, we started dating. We had a foundation to Jesus. And, and uh, you know, Diane is my absolute best friend. We hang out all the time. I mean, this is, this is like our love language is just spending time together. So we'll go on like a getaway. And then we get back to the office and it's like miserable, right? You're like, oh, man. So I'm calling Diane. We're texting each other. She goes to work. We're calling, texting. I mean, all the time. Our thing is like walks. I don't know who likes walks, but that's, that's what we do if the weather isn't like miserable. Um, but we love going to the park. We actually will walk the park almost every single day when the weather is nice. Take the kids there. I'll talk about our dreams, talk about our problems, talk about our future. I mean, we got just in it, like unified together, uh, just in love with each other. Uh, before you guys barf all over me uh, in this, this amazing uh, Hallmark love story, um, I mean, our, our marriage is a journey and not a destination. Uh, we have not arrived where God has, has wants us to be. Uh, we've had our fair share of fights, our fair share of problems, miscommunications. Uh, we, we've had strongholds had to break. We've had uh, just different struggles along the way, things to overcome. And I would say under God in front of you today, I've already honest with you, I'd say we're complete opposites. Uh, opposites attract. Come on, Paul Abdul wrote that theology. Um, but um, but we, we, we are, she's like complete opposite. I mean, seriously, she's a unicorn. She will say she's a unicorn. That is self-proclaimed unicorn. I'm not going to do it. I was go to life group. We're not going to go to life group. I'm going to dig a hole. But, um, but she's a unicorn. So she, she wanders, you know, like she, but she's not lost. That's her favorite quote. Like all who wander are lost. Like she just kind of does her thing. She's elusive. I mean, she's super creative, but she can withdraw super easy, you know, like she just kind of backs away because you can't catch a unicorn. You know what I'm talking about? I'm the complete opposite though. You know, like I'm high, I'm high strung. I mean, I'm, I'm overbearing. I'm, I can be controlling. I can be a little harsh with my words. You'd never imagine that. Right. And <laughs> I was waiting for an amen. I was waiting for that. That says this message is for you, babe. I'm so sorry. Uh, but man, our, mess- our, our marriage has been filled with miscommunication, uh, misunderstandings. I mean, it seems like every other week we're like talking about something, then we get fired up, and then after like five minutes of like being upset, we're like, we're saying the same thing, you know? Like you've been there, you know what I'm talking about? Like we were on the same page. I told you we were saying the same thing for five minutes. Um, I mean, hurt feelings. We've had some intense conversations. As uh, Pastor talked for some fights. Come on, somebody. Uh, we've had some fights. Um, you know, Diane's always slamming doors and throwing. No, I'm just kidding. 
hang up the phone. I mean, we fought about all sorts of stuff. We fought about the house. We thought about how to keep the house. Like, where should stuff go? Uh, I fought about Diane's system of, of filing things called piles. Um, you know, it's just, there it is. And, and I just move piles. That's all I do is, like, move that to her desk. And she's like, my desk is so 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 full. I'm like, what's all I store your piles? I just keep moving them over there, you know? But I've got my systems, you know, like how we load the dishwasher. I mean, how we do stuff. And she, she, she knows what I'm talking about. You don't like kind of people like me. You're like, dude, that's not that's not for me. I mean, we argue about how she drives, how I drive. Matter of fact, Diane, uh, if it's it's a stationary object and she's driving, it's at risk. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's not moving things. It's cool though. Uh, I was on the phone. I'm not digging a hole here. We got permission to tell us. So so last Saturday night, not this Saturday, the one before, I'm, I'm stay up late. She gets home uh, from work. It's like probably one in the morning. We slept like nothing last Sunday, uh, Saturday into Sunday. And she gets in, and uh, all I hear is this just crash and all this glass shatter in the garage. And I'm in the I'm in the kitchen, you know, and I'm like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> That's normal. <laughs> so I'm like, what happened? I'm, like, I'm thinking like this car window exploded or something. And she's in like, oh, no, on the phone. I'm like, what? So I get down there, and she had hit the shelf at the front of the garage, just like rammed it, and all this glass pieces are on there and stuff, fell on her hood and shattered her And she's like, oh, and it's like, that's just normal, you know? So last night I was talking to her about the message, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to share the story. She's like, oh, yeah, you know? And we're literally talking about this, literally, like on the phone. She comes pulling the garage last night. You want to guess what she did? <laughs> Boom! I'm in the bedroom, like. Did you really just hit that? We're just, we're talking about it right now. She's like, I know, it just came up faster than I thought. I don't know. But we didn't argue about it because I've accepted it. I've accepted it. Um, we've, we've, we argue about the temperature in the house. You know what I'm talking about. Like, it's just click, 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 click. And we got the, we got the, the nest, and so we could just use the app. And it's just one degree, man. We fight that one degree. Um, man, in our room, we got ceiling fans. So I'm, like, burned up, and she's, like, freezing cold on the blankets. And I want the fan on. She wants the fan off. And we fight. This is, this is the best one. Um, we fight about the water temperature in the shower. Come on, somebody. I mean, she wants to ride for a scalding. You know what I'm talking about? Like, if you were to melt your skin off, just, like, just one back, you know, just... Just right there. Matter of fact, she's trained the kids to do this. Like, they're in the shower, and like, Daddy, it's so cold in here. I'm like, dude, are you serious? Like, what have you trained these kids? We fought about everything. Come on, somebody. At least once or twice. You know what I'm talking about if you've been there. So if you want to have what we've got, I just want you to have wise, wide hoping, like, hashtag relationship goals. Like, that's what I need. Just know what you're getting into, okay? Uh, well, I love, about, I love about these goals that when we post this and we believe this and we see that, I love that we want to make a change. Like, I love that it, it's a desire in your life. It's something that interests you, something pulls you there. Because uh, a lot of people, like, the status is just theory, you know? Like, I want a relationship kind of work out. There's a lot of hurt feelings. Uh, there's two different people kind of coexisting on the same roof. Like, you do your thing, I do my, my thing, and every once in a while we're on the same page, and there's really not mission, it's not aligned, and so that's why we're talking about this, talking about relationship goals, and, and we're going to talk about five goals in this series, so every week's going to be a new goal, and I'm excited to dive in these, and I would encourage you to be here every week for this, uh, something may get your spouse here, and if they're not here, be praying for them, or her, or whatever, and, and, and really dive into this, I think the relationships, uh, this is a topic that, that we need as Christians, this is something that we mess up all the time, as a pastor, there's hardly a week that goes by, I don't hear about a marriage that's, that's hurting, uh, we, get, we see the, the worst side of relationships, the hard side, uh, the side that everybody doesn't want to talk about, like what's in the closet. And so I would encourage you, man, dive into these goals. And so the first goal we'll talk about today is being Christ-centered. Uh, we're going to talk about what it is, uh, not just to say you're a Christian, but to have Jesus, have Christ to be the center of your life. There's a massive difference between marrying a Christian and saying you're a Christian and actually having Jesus at the center of your relationship. We're going to talk about today. And I think that leads into, into the second thing, which is to be mission-driven, uh, that we're going to be led by the Spirit of God. If your relationship uh, was led by Jesus, I'm sorry, I spit on Drew. I'm really sorry, buddy. I love you. It's holy water. He's blessed. Um, <laughs> 
This is what we do here at Real Life. We just vomit on people. Um, but be mission-driven, uh, just to be led by the Spirit of God, just to follow his will and his plan for your life. Uh, we're, our third goal is to be devil-kicking his relationship, that Satan wants to destroy your relationship. He wants to destroy everything from God, including your marriage and your relationships. And so, man, we're going to like lock arms, and we're going to fight the devil together instead of fighting each other. Your spouse is not your enemy, amen, as much as times that we may fight. Uh, we're going to be promise-keeping. Uh, that means there's going to be some habits in our life that we're going to promise, we're going to commit to. There's some small things things that you can do that can add up over time that I believe God's going to use. It's going to be a very, very, very practical week. The last thing is this will be covenant keeping, uh, that we're not in a contract with our spouse. It's not contingent on what they do, but we're going to honor God together. And I believe God's going to use these goals, amen, to change our families, to change the future generations. Those that are around us are going to watch our life. It's going to change everything. And so this morning, I'll dive in the first one. What does it mean to be Christ-centered? What's it look like? And uh, I just think we have to acknowledge the fact um, that we are centered around something. Uh, we may be sitting around someone or something in our life, uh, regardless of relationship status. So if you're married, your, your marriage is built on someone or something. Uh, if you're single, your, your life is built on something or someone. Uh, it may be centered on yourself. Uh, you, you may be just focused on you, like if it's not me, my needs, I'm not doing me right now, then I'm upset, I'm not getting my way. Uh, can you focus on your kids? It's so easy to, to kind of follow their agenda and their path, and they kind of set the tone and the vision and the pace, and then one day your kids leave home, and it's like, where, what happened to my wife? <laughs> like, who is this person I married? Uh, or maybe you're sitting around money or career or a status or an image. Uh, as long as it looks good on the outside, right? As long as the Joneses and the world sees on social media that it looks good, but on the inside, like what's in the closets, man, it's a mess. And so we can focus on all this stuff, but we'll be Christ-centered. Uh, and that, that means you're not just focused on anyone or anything. You're focused on the one. His name is Jesus, amen. The one person you're going to build your life on is called the rock. You're going to build your life on Jesus. And I think there's this myth that goes around our culture that has to find the perfect person, like find the one that's going to fulfill you and make you happy. You know, Tom, I got that goosebumps, you know. It, it answers every love song. You know, you listen, you're like, this all makes sense all of a sudden. I mean, you got the chills, you get around. I, I, just, I just think there's this propensity to believe there's just one person you should, that's going to answer all your questions. And I would just encourage you, and encourage really, I'd love the, the world to believe this, uh, that your, your relationship, your life is not complete by another person. Uh, we're not codependent with humanity, amen? Uh, we don't need somebody else to, to finish and complete our story. No, no, we're finished the way we are. I believe single is a whole number, amen? If you're living by yourself, you're not married, you're whole, okay? You can be whole. You don't have to look for something else. God gave us Jesus, and I think Jesus did a pretty good job of living a single life and living out the mission, Amen. He, he, he followed his call. And so um, I'm just telling you, we can do this. And so I think one day when you, when you meet somebody, instead of saying, man, I found the one, I think you should say, I found the two. Because you already got the one, amen? And his name is Jesus. Now I encourage you to build your life on him now before you get into a marriage relationship, before you find what you think is the one. I would encourage you to be in love with the one. His name is Jesus. And I love what it says in Matthew 22. Uh, this person comes to Jesus, asks a question. He says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord God with what? With, what's that word? With all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind, with everything. With every part of you, be madly in love with Jesus. Man, in your heart, in your head, in your mind, everything madly in love with Jesus. 100%. Jesus doesn't want 99% of your life. He wants all of your life. And everything flows out of that relationship. Amen? He is the rock that you stand on. You're not going to build it on somebody else. You're not going to build it on a career. You're going to build it on the name of Jesus. Can I encourage you not to add Jesus to your life? It's so easy, uh, when you, especially when you're young. Like, when I graduate college, then I'll follow Jesus. 
Like I'll add them to my career. Uh, when I get married, then I'll add Jesus to my family. Uh, when I have enough money, then I'll add Jesus and I'll start to give. Like we like to add Jesus to our life, but I don't believe you add Jesus to your life. Like Jesus is the foundation of your life. It's, it's the gospel plus nothing. It's the gospel and my marriage, you know, right? It's the gospel and, and me being a father. It's the gospel and me being a leader. It's the gospel and the words I speak. You don't hand Jesus just parts of your life. You give him all your life. This is the foundation that God wants to have, that we love the Lord God with every piece of us. So Jesus is our one. So why does this matter so much? Like, why does this matter for your marriage, and why does it matter for you if you're single? And I believe today that what you believe in, what, what you, what's at the foundation of your life will change everything. Uh, so if Jesus is in your life, it's going to change uh, how, what you believe. It's going to change your values, how you make decisions. It's going to change your priorities. It's going to change your behavior. It's going to change your action. Eventually, it's going to change uh, how you make a difference and the impact you leave. Ultimately, say another way, is the difference you're going to make in this life is basically contingent and directly related to what's at the center of your life the center of your life. And so what is at the center of your marriage today? Like if you had to like boil it down, like what would it be? Is, is, it, is it yourself? Is it like, man, this is just about me right now. This is, this is my season. I get what I want out of this. I don't get it. I'm upset. And I just tell you that you're, you're limited. Like you're incredibly limited in the mission that God has, has for you if you make relationships about you. Or if it's about your children, it's so easy to, to just kind of go with the flow and these kind of exist so the kids can get what, what they need and you're excited about that. But you know, you limit your marriage. It's hurting your marriage. It's, it's not the relationship that God called you to have. Maybe it's your lifestyle. Maybe for some of you, it is being Christ-centered, that Jesus is the Son of God. He's going to influence your decisions and your actions and your behaviors, and he's going to make a larger impact and change uh, the future for your family. And if you're single, you say, well, what's this have to do about me? Like, what, what should I do if I want to have Christ as center of my marriage? Like, what would I even do? I would encourage you right now, don't wait to make Christ the center of your life. Don't, don't wait till you're 25 or till you have kids to go to church. Don't give, don't give the devil 10 years of your life. Come on, somebody. Like, don't walk out of high school and say, well, I'm going to give the next five years to myself because i got to do me, you know. I've got to do me. I've got my parties. i got my friends. I'm too busy for church. I don't have time for that. Can I just encourage you to make Jesus a part of your life? I, I love it when you're a young person. You have the most time and the least responsibility of any time in your life. I mean, this is a perfect time to fall in love with Jesus. Amen. This is a perfect time to put down a great foundation to follow him. And so I would encourage you, when, you, when you're 18 or you're going to college, man, dive all into Jesus. If you're single right now and may, maybe you've been through a divorce, man, this is a great time. Get involved. Put Jesus first in your life. Pursue him. Don't wait until it all comes together. I love this idea that anytime you put something in front of Jesus, it's called doing you, right? Like I'm just doing me. Anytime you do you apart from Jesus, it's just called sin. Amen? Just call it sin. Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna say, well, this this time my life is dedicated to me, and then when I get a little older, things I change. I'll follow Jesus. Well, what are you doing? You're like that's not all all the love. It's not all your heart. It's not all your soul, all your mind. It's like this is my season. So I would encourage you. you can't build a future of righteousness on a foundation of sin. Amen. You can't, you can't expect the habit to change one day just because you magically get married. You can't wait till you get married to break an addiction to pornography. You can't wait to get married to change your attitude, to work in your heart, to clean up your mess. I'll encourage you right now, fall in love with Jesus. Be the, be the man or the woman that God has called you to be. Maybe you're saying, well, I've got to wait for that perfect someone. No, 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 you have the perfect someone, amen? His name is Jesus. Follow him, build your life on him. You have the one. I'm telling you, there's a big difference. There's an absolute big difference between calling yourself a Christian and having a Christ-centered life. Absolutely different. And so today we're going to dive into this. How do you do this? 
Like, how are you going to have a Christ in your life? What's that going to look like? If, a, if God's calling you to do this, how would you do this? And I could tell you a lot of stuff to do. I could tell you you could read your Bible uh, with your spouse. I could, I could tell you read the book Love and Respect. Come on, somebody um, who's done this before, right? You can watch Fireproof five times, you know. Like, I, I, I could tell you a lot of stuff that's really good, but today I want to tell you just one thing, something that I believe is going to be a catalyst, uh, just something that has the most, uh, um, just the biggest potential to change your life and align you with the things of God. And so this morning I want to tell you one thing that can, can change you, and it's simply this. It's to pray together with your spouse every single day. Pray together with your spouse every single day. Man, this music is right there, perfect. Nice work, baby. Come on. But pray together with your spouse every single day. Some of you are like, man, I don't know if I can do this. Like, man, you're telling me to pray. Like, no way, man, no way. I'm talking about a short little prayer, man. It's gonna bring you closer to Jesus. Like, some of you are freaking out. Like, dude, that's way too personal. Like, that's just too intimate. Like, we've never done that before. Good reason not to do it, right? Um, we've never done that. Like, that's just too weird. I, I, I couldn't handle that. Like, it's just way too personal. I, I can see it all the time. People are, are just too afraid, too timid to pray together. And so I promise you, if you guys are married and you're Christians, you can pray together. Amen. You can do this. You, you can actually pray to Jesus together. I know it's kind of embarrassing maybe to bring some of this up. Uh, but for most of you, if you've been married for any amount of time, uh, you go to the bathroom in front of each other. Amen. I mean, you know, hashtag honeymoon is over. You know what I'm talking about? Honeymoon is over. You're like, whoa, whoa, what is going on? Some of you are like, I would never do that. Man, that, that's, that's your thing. I'm telling you, but some of you guys made babies together. That's a little intimate, isn't it? A little personal. You play a little tonsil hockey, you know, a little spit, uh, share some saliva. You know what I'm talking about? It's just gotten a little awkward. But you have no problem being a little personal. But when it comes to prayer, I'm just telling you, you can pray together, amen? You can pray together. We can get personal all sorts of ways. We can pray together. I believe the enemy wants to stop you from praying together. I believe that anyone should stop you dead in your tracks. If he can stop you from just connecting with God, if he can destroy that relationship, I believe he's going to hold you from going spiritual. I, I think he's going to stop you from bonding. I think he's going to stop you from bonding in front of God. I think, the, I know the Bible says in James 5, 16, it says we confess our sins to another and we pray for one another to receive healing. I mean, if, you, if you're not praying for each other, how are you growing together? If you're not praying for each other, how are you getting changed? How are you going to be on mission of God together? How are you going to, how are you going to have a foundation of Christ? You're not going to pray together. I'm going to tell you something. When you pray together, it's hard to be mad, isn't it? I mean, you can't have a fight and then pray together and still be mad. You, you, you can't fight and then pray together and then still, still be bitter. Like, it just doesn't work out that way. We can't have that kind of lifestyle. Uh, we can't hate somebody that we're praying for. If there's an enemy in your life, just start praying. All of a sudden, you like, just start feeling bad. You're like, man, like, I wish God would do a work in your life. You can't battle the sin uh, behind the scenes, maybe lust, maybe pornography, and then pray with the person you're sinning against. Amen? I mean, it's just like, man, this isn't what God wants. It's constantly in your face. It's reminding you who God is. And I think on the other side, man, prayer brings all this stuff out in us. Like, we're growing spiritually. Like all of a sudden, like we're aligned. Like we were, we're like, let, we're like, we're letting the barn doors open, let the stallions run. But when we pray together, guess what? We're aligned. Like we're, we're together. Like we're going to pull more weight together. We're going to fight the devil together. We're going to be of one mind, of one accord. It's so easy to do our own thing and coexist. But when you pray together, guess what? You become one. You're connecting with the one. His name is Jesus. Instead of you just doing your thing. I want to encourage you to pray together. And I think most people probably struggle praying together. And I, I, if you're like, I can't do this. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, this sounds crazy. Hey, I've got good news for you. Me and Diane didn't always pray together. Uh, we didn't always do this. This isn't something that was a normal part of our life our entire time we've been married. Uh, that, that wasn't our story. But I'm encouraging you can start doing it. Amen. You can start to pray together. God can change your life. I, bring, I believe prayer empowers you. It emboldens you. helps you work through issues. And so this morning, I just believe when you pray together, it's going to change your life. Like, I just believe when you go before God and you listen to his word and his spirit, and I'm not saying we have like an hour-long prayer session, amen? I'm just saying a simple little 
prayer. I believe you can see your kids changed. I've seen my kids change because of prayer. Our little ones pray. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. I believe maybe uh, God will encourage you to start going to church together. Maybe you'll start serving together at church. Uh, maybe you'll start doing more spiritual things together. Maybe you start cracking open the Bible together. Maybe your conversation has changed. Maybe your attitude changes. Maybe how you treat each other changes. Maybe what you fight about changes. Because you're still going to fight, amen? But you're going to come to a different conclusion because guess what? There's a resolution in front of you. Like, man, I just, I just got to own that. Like, man, I messed up today. Can you forgive me? Like, you're going to have some different kind of conversations. You're going to live out your purpose. You're going to fight your enemy together. I'm just telling you, we didn't always do this, but you can do it today. So if you're willing, I'm going to give you three quick, real simple thoughts on how do you pray together. Really simple. First thing is this. Keep it short. Somebody say short. Keep it short. All right, that was it. That was my whole point. Next, no, okay. Um, but you keep it short. I'm not, you don't get an hour together, okay? Don't be praying for now. Just get out of your mind. 30 seconds. Give 30 seconds. Give 60 seconds. Just join hands and just say something to God. Just say, God, I want you to be the, I want you to be center of our relationship. Help us to fall more in love with each other today than we did yesterday. Amen. Just something super, super short. Don't make it weird. Don't make it awkward. Uh, just join hands for 30 seconds. Now, maybe you might grow out of that. Maybe you might do two minutes one day. Maybe you do five minutes. Maybe, there, maybe some of you do like an hour. Maybe one day. I'm just saying one day, right? But today, just do 30 seconds. Second thing is keep it consistent. Man, do it at a certain time. Like pick a time you're going to do it every day and say, that's my prayer time. I would encourage you to do it before something, like before you eat dinner, uh, before you go to bed, uh, before you leave for work. Like just, just grab your spouse's hands and then pray together. Just take 30 seconds, pray. do it every single day. If you miss a day, guess what you're going to do? You're not going to miss two days, amen? You're going to fight for that. It's easy. You miss a day reading the Bible. You miss a day doing your normal habit. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'll stop working out. And then six months later, you're like, whoa, how did I get so big? You know, I'm, I'm just encouraging you to don't forget the habit. Do it every time. Fight for it. Be consistent. Last thing is just make it simple. Just make that prayer super simple. Like, don't make this complicated. I don't, don't use all these big words. I mean, just tell Jesus how you feel about something. I mean, if you love your spouse, I love my spouse. Jesus, I love my spouse. Thank you for an amazing wife, amazing husband. And I pray for an amazing day. In Jesus' name, amen. Matter of fact, we put a prayer, um, we put a prayer in, in your notes on version. So if you're like, I don't know what to pray, man, pull up your version. Just go ahead and copy that, okay? Put it in your phone and literally just read it. I promise you, it will be a great start, amen? Something is better than nothing, right? Just, just read the prayer. Here's the prayer. It says this, Dear God, give us wisdom and clear direction all we do today. God, help us to show your love to each other, shine a light into the world, keep us close to you away from temptation, always in your will. In Jesus' name, amen. How shocked your spouse is going to be if you ask to pray with them? You'll be like, what is wrong with you? You know? Like, it's going to be like, what is going on? I'm just like, man, I always want Jesus to be the center of this relationship. You cannot help but put Jesus in the center when you're praying uh, to God together. I believe you're going to start adding your own words to your prayer. I believe you're going you're gonna to change up um, the style or maybe when you do it, the length of what you do. I believe that you're going to be a mission-driven couple. If you're going to be led by the Spirit and not just exist together, you're going to have to learn to pray together. You have, you have to learn to share your heart. You're going to have to be a little vulnerable. You're going to have to be willing to take a risk. You're going to have to say some things that maybe you didn't want to say. You're, you're going to have to open that door. And as husbands, man, lead the way. Don't wait, don't wait for your wife to say, let's have a prayer time. No, you say, we're going to, pray, we're going to pray today. And it may be the, like the worst prayer you've ever prayed, but I promise you, she's going to think it's the best prayer. You want Valentine's Day prayer. You know what I'm talking about? Like, we're going to pray together. We're, we're, going, to be, we're going to be a couple that's going to center our lives on Jesus. I told you I was preaching the buried, didn't I? Um, <laughs> I love you, buddy. I mean, if you're not married, I, I would encourage you, man, just devote your time to Jesus. 
Just be devoted to Jesus. Like, oh, no, I, I don't have somebody to pray with. I don't have a significant other. I don't have a spouse. What are you going to do? Man, just devote your time to Jesus. Grow closer to him. When I was 18 years old, I just graduated high school. Man, I went to Bible college. That's where you get spiritual. Not true. That's just Pharisee school. That's a place where I teach a lot about the Bible, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're spiritual, you know? There's a big difference between going to Bible college and being a Christ-centered follower of Jesus. And so, man, I had to fall in love with Jesus it was going through school. And what I did is I, I made a commitment. I was going to be at church every single Sunday. When I was 18 years old, so I'm just going to be there every Sunday. That's what I did. And not only did I be committed to church on Sundays, I was committed to serve every Sunday. Matter of fact, there's only been a short season in my life since I was 18 years old where I didn't serve at a church on a Sunday. And I was thinking about like, I was thinking like, man, every Sunday, I've been literally, I, I, I played saxophone in, 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 a, in an orchestra. Come on, somebody. I mean, dude, who knows? Nobody came to Christ, you know, but God, that sound, you know, like, I mean, wow. It's like, they're always off key, those E flat out to the sax. I mean, just always off key if you play one. I love you. But I'm just telling you, like, I played the saxophone. I sang in the choir one week. You know, I was like, dude, okay. You look at me like, what are you doing here? Like, I love you in the name of Jesus. I don't know why I showed up today. You guys are good. I love it. I'll be praying for you. Uh, I, I worked in Awanas. I was, I was a game director. I, I ran a bus ministry. I was a youth pastor executive pastor. Um, God just don't stop. I was just willing. It's whatever you need. I swept the floors. Come on, somebody. And I've set up a lot of stuff behind the scenes uh, that nobody knows about. But I've done a lot of stuff because I just want to serve God. And so I made that commitment. Like, I'm going to start building my life on Christ now and not just go to Bible college. I'm going to pursue Jesus. And so I went through Max Lucado devotions. Come on. You know what I'm talking about? Those big devotional books you used to go through. Man, the mind of Christ, all this different stuff. And I mean, just trying to fall in love with Jesus. I tell you, long before me and Diane got uh, engaged and got married, man, our, my life was built on Jesus. Amen. I mean, I just given it and stripped away to him. And I would say, Diane, she was in the same boat, man. She was mad in love with Jesus. I'm going to tell you, I got enough Beth Moore Bible study books to prove that she was in love with Jesus. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, he's just stacked up of all the stuff she was going through. And I'm just telling you, man, God has put this together. So don't wait. Don't, what, don't wait. Don't, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for to pray together? Like, there's some magic thing to change? Like, what's going to be the change? You're going to be the change. I mean, if you're single, what are you waiting for to get in front of God? I'm just telling you, uh, Diane and our relationship, uh, man, it, it, we, we love each other, obviously, but we have struggles too, amen? We, we face battles just like you guys face battles. Our life isn't perfect. Uh, it's unique in a lot of ways. Uh, our life is surrounded um, by other people all the time. And so we have a staff at our church, and we have, we have leadership at our church, and uh, we, we know what's going on. Uh, we, we, see, we see the burdens. Uh, we are constantly praying for our team. Uh, we, we see what the struggles are. And I tell you, there's burdens inside the family, amen? There's burdens, and we, we pray constantly uh, for you guys. We pray for our leadership. We pray for our team, and we're, we're in a life group together. Uh, we know a lot of people. We, we're friends a lot of people. Our family, a lot of our family doesn't know Christ. And of course, we got kids, and, and they're crazy. And we're constantly praying and praying and praying. And, you know, I find myself uh, preparing less for a message and praying more, amen? I'm just, just like, God, do something. God, I just trust you. God, change this life. I know the struggles you guys are walking through. We get to see kind of the worst side of life, but it's where Jesus is at. And so we're just praying for God to do something because we want you guys to be Christ-centered. And I also tell you what, what our relationship looks like with prayer. Uh, we pray twice a day, typically. Uh, we pray before dinner. Uh, we try to pray every meal, but especially when we get around the dinner table. We got young kids, so we can still meet around the table for dinner. I know when you get older kids and they run like crazy, it's like maybe breakfast, right? Uh, but we pray. We all lay hands around the dinner table, and we pray. And uh, we pray at night when the kids go to bed. We, uh, we pray with the kids. Uh, we hold their hand, and they pray. We pray. And we do this every single day. And I just tell you what it looks like at the, at the table. It's so awesome. Like, we, we hold hands. You know, you got to know about my family. Jack is, a, is three. And so, you know, he, he holds hands. And Emery, she's about a year and a half. And she puts her little hands out. And, 
and he, she, they hold hands, and Jack holds hands with me, and I reach across and hold hands with Diane. And typically, I lead the prayer, and I'll just pray for, for God to give them boldness and to be better, and they keep their faith and grow. And we pray for the meal and bless the food. And, and I say, in Jesus' name, and they all say, amen, you know, and that's what we do. And, and it was awesome. Yesterday, I was praying. We were at lunch, and we grabbed our hands and praying, and it was so amazing because I started praying, dear God, you know, change the family, this and this. And Jack, he just interrupts me, and he says, dear God, he starts praying. I just shut my mouth. I'm like, all right, boy. Like, you can be the man in the house today. I like that. And so he starts praying. He's like, God, just, I pray for Emery to be brave, his little sister. He prays for, for uh, mommy and daddy. He prays for the food going in our tummy. He prays for his toys. Of course, I'm praying. He poops on the potty. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, Jesus, I'm praying, poop on the potty. Like, we, we have all these prayers, you know, and he gets done. It's so amazing. Like, in Jesus' name, amen. Let's eat. That's his, like, it's his ending. And he absolutely loves it. And so I'm just telling you, prayer, it changes your family more than you think. Like, it's, it's more spiritual than you think. Life is more spiritual than you think. Like, you're like, oh, I don't need to do this. No, you need to do it. Well, I don't know how you live without it. Can I just tell you something? If a three-year-old, I'm not giving a guilt trip. I'm just telling you. I'm like, I need to be like Jack. Like, there's some boldness there. Like, oh, I can't do it. No, a three-year-old can do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can do this. Prayer changes everything. So I would encourage you, get in front of God. Man, make it simple. Make it short. Make it consistent. Like, just get in front of God this week. Make it a habit. I'm going to challenge you. 21 days. 21 days for three weeks, pray together with your spouse and see if God doesn't change your heart. See if God doesn't change your family. Start today. We're going to start today. Can you guys do that? 21 days. And if your spouse isn't a Christian, man, pray for them. I know they're going to be awkward to pray for somebody who's not a Christian. But man, be praying for them. Can you guys commit to that? If you're single, can you begin to desire God and, and seek him and begin to pray for your future spouse and, and work together? Towards you? 21 days. You guys in on that? Can you do that? 21 days. Can you do it? You guys can take a step. You guys ready to break a habit? Start a habit? And some of you guys are like, I pray together already, you know? Um, there's probably a couple of you in here, but most of us are like, we need this habit. And I think there's one thing I would tell you about your relationships that's more important than anything to start this series off is to pray together. Get in front of God and build your life on Him. Father God, we come before you. God, thank you so much, God, that you are the one for us. God, you died for us on the cross. God, we didn't deserve it, but God, in, at our worst, when we were yet sinning, God, you died for us. And so we, we just love you because of the grace you extended us. God, you loved us first. And so this morning, I pray that we would not put anything in front of you, God, our spouse, our kids, or any other desire in this world, but God, we build a foundation on you today. God, thank you for what you're doing in our church. God, I pray that we just align our hearts with you. You guys reflect in prayer. I mean, if you're married to another Christian, maybe you're single and you want to commit to the next three weeks of praying, 21 days together. Maybe you're married, uh, you're going to pray for your spouse. If you're not married, you're going to pray for your future spouse. Start seeing God. If that's you today and you say, well, I'm going to go all in with Jesus these next 21 days, I'm going to start praying together. If that's you, just lift your hand high in this place and say, I'm going to all in on that. Come on, put those hands up. I see your hands up. Amazing. Hands up all across this place. Father God, we just ask that you just move in this place. God, we're expecting great things to happen in our family. God, some of us, I mean, some of us had a tough week. I mean, some of us had a, have just had a season in ourself. We've been about ourselves. God, we've made it about us. But today, God, we're going to make it about you. We're going to pursue you together with something we should have done a long time ago. God, thank you for drawing close to us. We draw close to you. God, help us connect to each other in deeper ways. I pray for a marriage to be stronger, to be healed. God, help us to grow with the men and women of God, even if we're single. God, we're closer to you through this. And when you bring the two into our life, God, that we've already built our life on the one. God, help us to build a relationship on you and a Christ-centered life today. As you keep praying, some of you can leave here forever changed. To me, walking here possibly never prayed before possibly looking for answers to your relationship. And today you need to put Jesus in the center of your life and you've never lived that way before. I've got good news for you that Jesus wants to do a work in your life 
There's good news that Jesus can change you today, not by anything you can do, not by you cleaning up your mess, not by you praying enough, not by you going to church enough, but by Jesus. He's already done the work for us. Who is Jesus? Jesus is a sinless son of God. He gave up his life for us on the cross to give us new life. He's seen here by his father on a rescue mission for you and me. He did the work already. Jesus died our place on the cross. He paid for all of your wrongs, past, present, and future. On the third day, he rose from the grave, defeating death, hell, and sin for you so you can have new life in him. The Bible says that anyone calls on Jesus will be saved. So today, if you want to offer yourself to him, say, Jesus, you can take my life. Jesus will extend you the free gift of salvation. He will change you from the inside out. He's not going to upgrade your life. He's going to give you a brand new life. He'll give you forgiveness and purpose and healthy relationships. So maybe today you say, I want to say yes to Jesus. And I want to have that relationship right because I want to get all my other relationships right today. If that's you, and say yes to forgiveness, yes to Jesus. You just lift your hand up without anybody looking around and say, I want, I want Jesus in my life today. I want to say yes to him in this place. And if that's you, we just pray this prayer and say, Father God, thank you so much for Jesus. God, thank you for being the one, God, that you pursued me when I was running from you. And God, thank you for changing me so I can love differently, live differently. I can, I can be a different example. I can a different heart because of you. And so thank you so much. I've done my own story, but today I want to write your story. I'll be part of your plan. And I accept your free gift of salvation. I praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, get up for what God's doing today. Man,